Hey, what's going on, people? It's Jay Good at StraightOutTheDen.com. I'd like to welcome you to the Straight Out The Den podcast. Uh, today's podcast is brought to you by the good folks over at Lander. Based in Montreal, Canada, Lander is the world's first intelligent drag-and-drop instant mastering service by Mixed Genius. So, look, just for being a listen to this podcast today, man, we're going to give you a free trial. All you got to do is go to Lander.com. That's L-A-N-D-R.com slash promo slash S-O-D-D. Uh, you go there, you're going to get a free trial. It's two free MP3s of your master, so you can check out the service. Uh, let me know how you like, and also uh, let Lander know. You can tweet both of us uh, on Twitter and um, Instagram, all of that stuff. Let us know that you're using this service. It'll be great. Uh, so, look, today, um, first off, how was your weekend? Um, it's been one of those busy weekends for me. Really got a chance to um, just really hang like, um, my wife had a birthday and, um, we had Labor Day and then actually our anniversary, um, was, uh, on Tuesday. So, um, you're, you're looking at, uh, that was my past couple of days right there. Just being uh, pretty busy and just spending good time with the family and, and enjoying that. And, um, really not doing a whole lot of anything else besides just relaxing. Um, and I know I said busy, but it was busy in a good way, not necessarily just busy with work. So, um, that, that was nice to enjoy that, but you know, it's back to work, um, back to bringing you guys these podcasts and, and trying to really give you some, um, some unique content. Um, there, there has been a few changes. Anybody that's a fan of straight out the den.com, you may have went to the site this week and noticed that, Hey, everything looks a little bit different. Well, that's because we gave the site a, a brand new overhaul. There's a, there's a new logo. Um, there's also, um, a, a slightly new design. Um, so, you know, you're checking out all that stuff. That's what happened. That did happen. I used it this holiday time in a sense to kind of, um, get things going and, and moving in a different direction. It was time for some change. So I, I definitely wanted to make sure, um, that, you know, to give you guys those details. So if you go in there and you notice like, Hey, this logo is different. It's still us. Um, it's still straight out the den. I just wanted to try something different and, and try to see if we can, you know, shake things up a little bit. I'm, I'm always about, uh, trying to stay progressive and, and, and move forward with the culture and, and not get stuck behind. And you guys, you know, I know you, you love those headphones and, and you know, they may come back every now and then but as of right now um the new logo that you're seeing right now that is that that's what we're going and, and moving forward and so far uh the feedback has been great i've been getting a lot of great feedback from you know a lot of people so um that that's always good to, to know when you make a change and it's it's already being received uh, received well um by, by the masses so hopefully we can continue that and um, you guys can enjoy that. So uh, this week's podcast, uh, we actually had a, uh, a, a special guest here um, in town, um, um, a homie by the name of Sabir. Um, he's actually out of Macon, Georgia, uh, my hometown. And uh, he was up here for a show at um, Pag Lounge. And, and, you know, I had the opportunity to sit down with the homie. And, you know, we, we actually had a great conversation, uh, a very detailed conversation about just perseverance and, you know, uh, making things happen by any means necessary and really moving those obstacles out the way and figuring out how to make things happen and and just really taking advantage of every opportunity that you can have um, as an indie artist and, you know, an upcoming artist in this music industry. Um, you know that those opportunities are very slim and 
a lot of times artists miss out on opportunities for whatever reason. So he shared a couple of personal stories um, and one in particular about how he got here um, to do the podcast and to do the show. Something that I didn't find out actually until a couple of minutes before starting to record this thing. So um, I was surprised just like you you will be listening to the conversation. So, um, you know, very, very great lesson, I would say, just on, you know, um, just being persevered and, and, and your thoughts and your thinking and um, making sure that you don't really take no for an option and, and taking advantage of every opportunity that's given to you because it will make the difference between whether you're here 10 years from now or whether, you know, you're out 10 minutes from now. So um, I think it's very um, good, solid information in, in that portion of the podcast. Um, also, we did bring back a couple other things. We, we, um, we got some bars. I'll go ahead and give you guys that, you know, so you can have something to look forward to toward the end. Um, definitely got some bars from the homie Sabir and, and, um, he didn't disappoint. I'll just say that. So, you know, uh, definitely a great conversation there. Um, we didn't have any questions. Like it's been a, it's been a very off week as far as questions go. Um, but you guys remember that you can always ask those questions. You can either tweet them to me, um, at straight out the den, that's S-T-R, the number eight, O-U-T-D-A-D-E-N. Um, or you can email me at podcast at straight out the com. Um, either, format is is fine with me i'll get those questions and i'll be sure to you know shout you out on the air and if it's something that you know everybody wants to talk about and and get some great feedback then we'll even turn it into a podcast um and so yeah that that's it um you know keep it very short and sweet this week Uh, like i said i just want you guys to really hear this conversation we talked for almost an hour so um you know you guys I, i think you can get all the information that you need out of that conversation we will be back next week um where we're gonna finish um a subject that we started earlier um and we have a very special guest planned um we haven't recorded that yet so uh fingers crossed but um hopefully we'll we'll have that locked in and we can give you guys um that great conversation if not then of course we will fill in with something else but hopefully you know fingers crossed with this next conversation because i think it's going to be something that you know uh, is very helpful for you guys and um something that you'll you'll you know take with you um going forward in your any journey so um yeah without uh further ado we'll go ahead and get right into the podcast with the homie severe hey what's going on people it's jay good at straight out the com. i'd like to welcome you out to the straight out the den podcast uh today we got a very special guest in the building man um for you guys that's been following on the site straight out the com. Uh, you may have noticed this name popped up. Uh, man, this might, it may have been like a couple of years now, right? Yeah, a couple definitely. of years. And um, you know, he was one of our past Sunday Spotlight artists. Um, and you know, he he's from the same city that I'm from, Macon, Georgia. And um, he in Atlanta, man. He in Atlanta. We actually recording this thing in the morning, man. So um, <laughs> if we sound a little froggy, you know, uh, it's it's bright and early, man. You know, they say the early bird gets the worm. So that's what we out here doing. But help me welcome the homie Sabir to the Straight Out the Damn podcast. How you doing, bro? Pretty good. Thank you for having me, man. Man, all good, man. So you know, I guess we can start. You know, you asked me a couple of minutes ago, like, man, what is this podcast going to be about, right? Mm-hmm. And I had a lot of different, um, you know, uh, different ideas that I wanted to, in a direction that I wanted to go in. And, <clears throat> excuse me. And, you know, we've covered quite a few things on this podcast, man. But, you know, I, I think I want to just talk about just more so dedication and 
in like by any means necessary type mentality. You know what I mean? Definitely. And um, just to give you guys the, the proper context for the conversation that we're going to have today, um, you guys know I do a show over at Pag Lounge in Atlanta um, twice a month. And this past show, uh, the homie Sabir came up and, and performed. And, you know, I didn't, you know, I, I didn't know how he got up here. I, I didn't really ask that question. Um, but first off, he was the first first person in the venue. He got there before any other person got there besides, you know, the staff. That was number one. So I was like, all right, cool, man. This guy's punctual. You know, he likes to be on time. I, I, I can dig that. that. That's cool. And then once he performed, he went through this whole thing about, yeah, man, you know, I took the Greyhound up here. And then I was just like, I was in the back. And I was just like, yo, hold on. <laughs> So not only was this guy the first person, and I'm talking about not just the first artist, but the first person to walk in the building. The doors open up at eight, and that's why you was probably there with like seven fifty mm-hmm. eight, eight, yeah. like right, you know, right, right there around that same same time. And I'm like, and you say you took the Greyhound up here from Macon. Now for those that that need to know, location wise, Macon is about an hour away if you drive, you know. Pretty, you know, if you're coming from maybe like the midtown, downtown area of Atlanta, I mean, excuse me, of, of Macon, um, to the city limits of Atlanta, you, it shouldn't take you no more than an hour to an hour and 15 minutes, you know, mm-hmm. granted, of no, no traffic. Um, and so this guy got on the Greyhound. So anybody that's traveled Greyhound before, no, this is not an advertisement for Greyhound. Um, <laughs> if you guys want to sponsor the podcast, by all means, it's cool. You can definitely do that. But, um, you know, <laughs> This guy got on, on on the Greyhound and get up here. And if you've traveled Greyhound before, you know that Greyhound is not the quickest mode of transportation. Not at all. <laughs> not at all. So how, I'll ask you, how long did it take for you to get here on, on Greyhound? Did y'all make any stops? I don't know if there um, was any stops between you. There was definitely no stops, but um, it was de- it was an experience. Uh, I'd say it went a little smoother than I expected it to go. Mm-hmm. But um, like I told him at the set... Uh, I actually sat next to a guy who had one shoe on, you know. Um, he plugged up my charges and everything for me, so I kind of connected with him. And I kind of joked around during the set that uh, I invited him out to the show. I didn't think he was going to come, yeah, though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he didn't even get off on the bus stop that I got off on. But, yeah. man, um, it was definitely an experience, you know. I didn't have a ride up here. And um, so, you know, I was toying back and forth with, you know, trying to figure out how I was going to get there. But I knew I was going to make it happen. And so... Um, I was thinking about taking the groom shuttle because I've taken the groom shuttle before up to the airport, but the the prices just got raised on there. So I'm like, man, let me let me go ahead and look into the Greyhound. I definitely heard the horror stories, but you know, I knew I had to get up here. So you know, what I'm saying I just made it happen. Yeah, man, that that to me, that may not do a lot for some people, but for me, man, like that that goes a long way. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, the fact that you're willing to um, sacrifice. Um, just time, money to get up here. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and because that's something that a lot of people would have said, like, man, bro, you know, I apologize, man, but I can't get a ride. Yeah. You know, can I just, you know, maybe reschedule or whatever? Um, and honestly, I'm not the type of person, like, I learned a long time ago that I give people an opportunity. It's up for you to seize that opportunity. Exactly. Like, I don't I don't get upset when somebody can't make something. If somebody counsel on me, if somebody say, like, hey, man, I can't do this, I can't do that. I don't get upset. I used to because I used to take it kind of personal. You know what I'm saying? But then I learned, like, man, it, you know, people got choices to make. You know what I'm saying? So I stopped for, you know, for the sake of the conversation. I don't want to say stop caring, but I stopped worrying about it. I was like, man, if it's meant to be, it will happen yeah. type mentality. 
And so, you know, for me, that goes a long way, bro, because you didn't have to do what you did, you know? Yeah. Um, and so I, I think that's that's the conversation today. I, I, I want to go into um, just really seizing the opportunity. Like, now, for you guys that listened to the podcast um, a couple of weeks ago, we had the homie JB um, here, and he was from Oklahoma City, and he came in and he did the show at PAG, and, um, you know, we had him on the podcast and, and, and a couple other things that I do here in the city. And the homie just talked about he had he shared an interesting story about Sway. And I want mm-hmm. I don't know if you heard it, but I, I'll share it with you. Um, he was like, man, you know, Sway had that segment, Get In The Game, um, where he would play new artists music. You know what I mean? And, and um, you know, invite him in, into New York and, and, you know, you come and be on the show or whatnot. Um, and so, you know, he got that opportunity and he told the story about I won't get deep into that story about how he saw Sway at South by Southwest and he, mm-hmm. you know, slid him some information and Sway liked how he gave him the information. Um, but what I will talk about is is he got an email and I might have the days wrong, but he got it listed he for the sake of the conversation, he got an email on a Thursday afternoon that, hey, you know, we're gonna have you on the show, be here at eleven Friday. Yeah. yeah. And for those that, you know, know a little bit about geography, Oklahoma City to New York, <laughs> that's not a trip that Whew. I can just drive. Like, maybe if we were in Atlanta, he said, be here by this time. Like, mm-hmm. okay, we can do this. We can, mm-hmm. we can leave here. And, and, you know, we might be cutting it close. We might have to speed a little bit, but we'll get there. You know what I'm saying? But he's in Oklahoma City, so the only way you're going to make that is with a flight. Yeah. So this guy said, like, man, you know what? It's rare that I have this type of money in my bank account. I know I got to get there because I know the platform. And so he literally threw down about $900 for a plane ticket yeah. to you go Oklahoma City to New York City because he saw the opportunity. That's you know what time what it is. That, that's, that's what time and it and is. And so I, I give you all of that just to talk about what you did because, yeah, it may not be the same, but to me, it is because <laughs> dude, yeah. you literally didn't have to do what you did. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, I want to start there, man. And, and, and of course, y'all, we, we, we're working on limited time because we actually got to get this guy back, you know, <laughs> uh, down, down to mm-hmm. Macon. But um, I do want to try to get into as much as we possibly can with you and, and really talk about um, your history of hip hop and, and how you actually got involved. Um, so let's start there first with the involvement of, of hip hop, like, you know, coming, growing up in Macon. How did you first find hip hop? Um, hip hop for me wasn't a um, a straightforward route. Um, I actually wasn't that interested in music growing up. Um, you know, music was cool, but um, I didn't. I wasn't searching for music, and I didn't have favorite songs and stuff like that. You know, if I heard a good song, it was cool, but it just wasn't a big part of my life um, up until about I say I was in the sixth, seventh grade when. Um, Siri's not available connected in that. It's yeah. all good. <laughs> My phone is acting crazy. That's been a whole nother challenge. I need yeah. a whole nother podcast to talk about that. <laughs> but um but yeah, uh up until I was about in the seventh grade, I believe. Or maybe I was I think I was in seventh, eighth grade when um when I heard Kanye West college dropout. But um, you know, I've told this story over and over again and because um, it's worth telling. Uh, my brother was going up to the orthodontist in Atlanta. My pops was taking him up there. My pops had just got the Kanye West CD. And um, and I had liked Through the Wire already. I had heard it on the radio. And um, I was like, this is really cool. You know, the sample bass sound. And um, 
and then then the lyrics behind it it just gave me a really good feeling but like i said i wasn't that into music where i just go search stuff that's why i just had that status where i just saw the yeah, through the yeah, wire yeah. video i was gonna bring that up yeah. i was gonna bring that up i, was I like, just wow. saw that video two days ago yeah so like um i like through the wire but i just didn't go searching for more you know i was just you know heard and was like it's cool but on the trip up there my pops was like yeah you could take half of the day off of school and just ride up with us to atlanta because you know take my brother to the orthodontist and so on the way up to atlanta like you said it's about an hour hour and 15 drive so it's just enough time to play pretty much the whole cd straight through and um so he played the college dropout and you know from top to bottom you know i was i was given a feeling like yeah that that sound you know what i'm saying and the and the genuity behind the words that i heard was um was enough to to have an interest in so i got back to school and uh, i had a homie named joan i still have a homie named joan uh, he's up here in atlanta uh he's just still doing his thing as well but um we was in school together at the time and he was already into music and uh one of our other friends named dominique was one of the one who kind of started off as a joke, you know, telling us that we should rap. And um, Joe could always freestyle just from an early age, and Dominique would hum a beat. And then we go, we went from just rapping over, you know, Dominique's hum beats, you know, writing little songs. We would literally like hum a beat and try to remember what we hum. Oh, you know, man, that's great. Like this is this is two thousand four, two thousand five, <laughs> and like so. Like we would just try to remember it, and you know we forget the melody, and it, it'll sound different the next day. But we'd write down songs to him, and uh, it just kind of graduated from that. Uh, my older brother, the same one who went to the orthodontist, he was always technically savvy, always. So um, at the same, around the same time, he was trying to teach himself how to record, and so um, he had downloaded or got a program called Multi Track Studio. And it was oh, you remember that? Yeah, that yeah. Was like, yeah, that, that that's uh that's vintage there, man. Super vintage. It, I think you could only record on five tracks. I think max um on multi track studio. Yeah. Um, so you had one track for the beat and up to four, maybe four vocal tracks on there. But he pretty much taught himself how to use multi track studio and record. And uh, even he started rapping a little bit um as well. And uh, he taught himself how to do that, and he kind of passed that on, that knowledge on to us. And so, you know, and at the same time, he was messing around with making beats as well. And so uh, once we got that knowledge of the technical knowledge and we started putting our songs on CDs, people were just like, you know, this is 2005. So it's just like you have your song on a CD, like you're official. Yeah, that was a big deal. That was a very big deal. So uh, we was the talk of the school once we had once we had songs on CDs. And and what school did you go to? This was Progressive Christian Academy in Macon, Georgia. So you had family that went there. Yeah. So. It was even a bigger deal, you know, just coming from, you know, that background, that gospel, that Christian background, and then having this hip hop, you know what I'm saying, um, adding it to the mix. And then as well, our backgrounds didn't seem hip hop oriented. Like we surprised a lot of people because we was into like a lot of nerdy stuff at the time, you know, or (laughs) appear to be nerdy with your draw, Dragon Ball Z, you know, all that good stuff. So, um, so yeah, here we are rapping, you know what I mean? And, uh, and we weren't bad, you know what I'm saying? Um, we definitely were probably bad, but we weren't bad. We had potential. That's what I yeah, said yeah, to yeah, say. Yeah, I was gonna um, say you had the potential. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but that that just turned into going into uh, high school. We cultivated that craft, and we became. You know, we were still not good compared to where we are now, mm-hmm. but we were good enough to make kind of come some buzz around the high school. You know, and um, it was in high school that Joan kind of took the the solo act to a whole nother level and I took the production act to a whole nother level. So, you know, I took, 
I took my time, you know, I kind of stopped rapping for a minute just to mess with the sound. And when I started sampling, freshman year in college, it's been full head of steam from there. Um, I still have video up on YouTube. I probably made it private now, but I'm never deleting that video. I was in my freshman dorm room when I first chopped up my, like, best, like, soul sample beat to that day. Do, do and, your, um, what was the, uh, the beat? Um, I'm trying to think. I believe it was... Uh, I can't remember. It was it was some soul sample. I believe it was a Denise Williams sample. But I can't I can't remember. I have to go back and listen to it. It's been a minute. Yeah. Um, but I was just so impressed and um and I found more more so than impressed, I was excited that I found a method that worked for me, you know. Um before that I was kinda just kinda learning randomly. But at that point I said, Okay, this works and I can figure out ways to make this better, but I have I have a formula that works. And uh, from there, you know, I was producing for uh, a lot of people. Um, I actually had a situation where this was before Logic. You know, um, I was in a situation with Taya Bali, uh, artist out of Philadelphia. And uh, he was managed at the time by Logic's manager now. And um, through those two, you know, very good people, um, I was able to produce one of Taya Bali's biggest songs at the time, California Love. I think I did that my sophomore year in college. And uh, I sampled Alyssa Bernal. Uh, she has a song called Cali, Cali, Cali. And uh, they sent me the track. And um, they just like, you know, Tayyip wants to make a song to this, you know. And the way they kind of sent it to me was like, oh, you know, it's okay. If, you, if you're not able to flip this, I know it's kind of last minute. And I sent them the track back in the next hour that I had flipped the, <laughs> the song. And they was like, okay, he's the real deal, you yeah, know. Yeah. And so um, it was a summer smash that year, man. And, like, uh, you know, after that situation was over with, I, I started to get back into to spitting because I'm the type of person, like, I'm not going to force it, you know, if I don't have something to say. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm not spitting just to be spitting. You know, um, a lot of times I get inspiration from my own production. Like, I feel like if I didn't produce, I wouldn't rap. But at the same time, I'm rapping to say something. So um, it got to a point where, you know, I had been through some things and I could, I could have some things to say. And so that's when I put out my first album, Make My Dream, toward the end of my college experience. And uh, the new music right now, you know, I'm just working on, like, that's the starting point. Like, everything starts from Make My Dream for me um, because that is it's the work ethic that I, that you were just speaking about. You know, the reason why I'm taking the Greyhound up here is because, you know, we have the responsibility to make our dreams happen. And how you had spoke on earlier that, you know, you give somebody an opportunity, but they still have that choice. You know what I'm saying? A lot of times we don't realize we have a choice and that we're making a choice. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? We don't intentionally make our choices, but um, you definitely have a choice with anything, you know? And if you have something that you say you want to do, you have a choice to make it happen. But too many times we get caught up into, you know, sulking about the thing, the reasons that hold us back. You know what I'm saying? There are barriers and everything, especially anything worth having, there are barriers, Absolutely. you know? Absolutely. And, um, and so we don't realize that we're making the choice to live within those barriers when we complain about them all the time versus trying to break them. You know, it's going to be hard to break them, but you had that choice to break them, you know. Mm. Um, and so that's where that drive comes from. Make my dream, man. We had a responsibility to make what we want happen. You know, we just have to take on that responsibility. And so, uh, you know, sometimes that takes taking the Greyhound, you know, yeah. uh, <laughs> that's that's that responsibility. Um, but.
it's been it's been a fun ride, man. And it's really just the beginning. You know, like I said, everything starts from Make My Dream. I got, you know, a lot of new records that I'm working on right now. And it's, it's just really exciting time in music. I think I set that up on stage um, the other night. It's a really exciting time in music. There's a lot of good music being made, but it's a different time in music as well, you know, with all the new technology and trying to figure out, you know, yeah. a lane. It's, you know, <laughs> you can't do the same stuff anymore, and, and that's throwing a lot of people off. But um, for the people who are, are progressive thinkers, they're the ones winning right now, you know. So, you know, there's enough people winning to you know, to have that same type of mentality. You know, you you said a couple of things there, man, that, that really resonated with me, man. Like, just, not even just on the season opportunity conversation, man. Like, even what you're talking about with the production, like, hey, man, like, here's a sample. You know, see what you can do with it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> hey, yeah. man, I, I flip it and, and turn it back and give it to you in an hour. Mm -hmm. It's almost kind of like, when you're in those type of situations, you can't afford to be lax. You know what I mean? Like, sure. okay, here's somebody. They obviously reached out and, and like what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Let me get this to them as soon as I possibly can because I don't want to, you know, let them forget about I don't want to give them the opportunity to forget about me. Yeah. You know, especially it's a right now, you know, um, type of uh, environment, like you said, mm -hmm. with the technology and everything, man. It is a right now. And, and it's all about figuring out how to make right now um, – how you can make right now slow down, but you got to do it in your own way. You know, you got to figure out finding mm -hmm. that problem in the marketplace and providing the only solution. You exactly. know what I mean? And, and exactly. That's the tough part. But, you know, once you figure that part out, man, everything else is kind of, you know, it flows in place. Like at the end of the day, it's hip hop, right? Yeah. And we're in the hip hop country. When I say country, we're in the hip hop, you know, uh, Mecca, in a sense, we know. I know it's New York. I, I get. It. I know it's the Bronx, all that. But when when we talk about the U.S., nobody wants to do hip hop more than the people in the United States. Like other countries, love and appreciate hip hop, exactly. and they'll support it. Now, exactly. there are greater supporters in other countries, like the the U.K. and, and uh, all of Europe. Like they support hip hop. Yep. We want to be in hip hop. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And with that being said. There are so many rappers, and and it's just like sometimes it's exhausting, man. Like you know, for those of you that don't know, and you listen to this podcast, I do run a, a hip hop site, and I'm every day I'm amazed at how many emails I get. Yeah, you know, it's and I'm amazed that I'm actually able to post new music every day. At one point in time, that was unheard of. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, growing up, like you said, growing up, and, and we'll take it to a time because I know we, we have a, a, a nice age gap. We went to the same high school, maybe. What year you graduated? <laughs> I graduated in 09. 09. So, yeah. okay. I graduated in 90. No, excuse me. 02. Oh. So, okay. you know, we, we got a seven-year gap. You know what I mean? But I I think the the, the best thing, like, for, for you, when you heard Kanye West College Dropout, to me, that that every time I hear that album, mm -hmm. I think about freshman year college because that's when it came out for me. It was like, gotcha. you know, that that album mean everything because I was in college, wanting to be a producer, listen to arguably like the best rapper producer to do it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And his album's called College Dropout, and I'm thinking like. Man, I probably can get more done if I wasn't in college. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, we've all had them thoughts. And man. like, dude, I remember seeing him perform for the first time. Like, um, right at, at the time, it was Earthlink Live, but now it's like Center Stage. Mm -hmm. 
seeing the show, I saw Kanye perform like two or three times during college dropout days. But Man. like that dude was like, it was just such an inspiration. You know what I'm saying? Now he's he's running for president in, 20, <laughs> in 2020. We'll wait to see. Um, but, you know, I say all that to say, man, it's just like, I'll use that time frame for for the sake of this conversation. It's like during his time, like oh well, it's oh two, we never would have got music every day, because people put their life in it. Just like yeah. how you mentioned, like I'm just not a rapper. I gotta actually live this stuff. I gotta write for a purpose. Yeah. People had to live before they put out an album. There was no like. Remember when DMS dropped two albums in one year? It was a big deal. It was <laughs> Very like. Big. Now people are dropping the album every month. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, it still amazes me, man, yeah. like, that we're able to put out this much, this volume of music yeah. every day. And the know? fans have adapted. And, you know, that's what they expect now, which is crazy. They do. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the crazy part. Like, yeah. being a fan and expecting new music. And I try to not be that way, but it's hard. Yeah, it it's definitely hard. is. Like, you hear, a, you hear a great album, in my opinion, like... um, Kendrick Lamar to Pimp a Butterfly. Mm-hmm. And I'm already ready for a follow-up. Yeah. And I don't even know all the words to that album yet. But I'm ready for a follow-up. Yeah. Why, why is that? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't know, man. It, it's trying to figure out how do you cut through all, navigate through all of this and, and, and just become who you are as an artist. Yeah. Um, you performed a record. Um, you performed a couple of records <laughs> that, that, I, that um, you know, I really... I'm 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 just gonna say this to you. You know, this is just me and you talking. Okay. Um the one thing that I enjoy about your performance is that you talk like you're talking directly to one person in that room. Yeah. And I know I feel it. So mm-hmm. I'm sure everybody else feel it too. Because when you perform, you talk in a way that, man, this guy's having a conversation with me. Mm-hmm. I don't care that you're right here next to me and you're right over here on my left. Mm-hmm. He's talking directly to me. Mm-hmm. And that, that goes a long way. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's something that you consciously do or if that's just, you know, naturally part of your artistry or what. But, dude, that will take you so far because that's how people connect with people. Like, yeah. I'm sitting up there and I'm like, yo, like, this dude telling me that he just, you know, took the Greyhound. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like, how much, how much part of that was like, was that a learning experience or was that something that, you know, you just naturally did? Well, I think it stems from the fact that I'm on stage, but at the same time, there's no disconnect between me and the crowd because a lot of it, of what I say, I'm talking to myself, too. Mm-hmm. So it's a personal conversation. You know, when I say it's a good time for music, we have a responsibility to take to take hold of this this opportunity i'm telling myself that you know what i'm saying so there are artists in the crowd there are fans in the crowd who have dreams as well as well as i have dreams you know what i'm saying like it's no disconnect especially at this level you know what i'm saying like this is the time to connect you know what i'm saying like that's how people get on that's how people get that's how people network you know what i'm saying it's yeah. the fact that we're in similar situations and we're all like working to do this you know mm-hmm. and so when i do my live show i'm talking to myself and i'm talking to anybody like myself who you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's in yeah. this in this situation, you <laughs> yeah, know, you. like the people who who would take the Greyhound if they had an opportunity. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So like I'm talking to them. So I think that's why it's not a conscious thing. But, you know, when I made the album Make My Dream, like things that I say in the songs and things that I say that that translate to the live show, like it's not it's not preachy because I'm talking to myself. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying I have it down. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, so. 
you know, I think that's what keeps it genuine, really, is that I recognize that, you know, I have to beat this in my own mind as well, you know. And so I use the stage as an opportunity to do that. So um, it's not it's not so much conscious as it is, you know, genuine. Um, So um, but I, I definitely that 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 makes me happy to know that it does translate, you know. Oh, man, like. It, it translated the first time I saw you perform. Um, mm-hmm. and, and shout out to the homie Doski Wo, like um, the Grant Gematron, um down there. I don't know how long ago that was. That, that that felt like a while, but just down there. And it was refreshing to see that in a city that I grew up in. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like in a city where, for me growing up with hip-hop, it was, you know, at the time, like when I was growing up, it was... Um, you had Black Flame, you had um, um, who else? Like Young Guns and all of that. <laughs> like you had that crew. You know, it was that type of wave of music mm-hmm. that was really circulating and, and doing well in the city. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? From an indie standpoint, um, and I think Sunny Spoon was like really the first artist that kind of just like did it truly independent and made some type of you know. Yeah. And, and of course, we got Jeezy now that a lot of people don't know that that whole Young Guns crew and all that that was Lil J is Young Jeezy for people that don't know mm-hmm. um I can't wait to interview him too I'm I'm gonna throw all that out of yeah um but I say all that to say man like it was refreshing to see that and I've told Doski personally like dude the reason why I'm doing what I'm doing here at PAC was because I was like influenced by what I saw you do like mm-hmm. that inspired me I saw mm-hmm. that and was like yo if he can do this down here in Macon where everybody want to be a gangster yeah why can't we do this in in Atlanta where everybody want to be snapping and trapping? Like yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Everybody want to pop Molly up here. Let's create an environment where people that come into this city see see this and say like, oh man, I didn't know Atlanta was like. Yeah, this. you know what I mean. So and that's what it feels like. You know, yeah, walking yeah. into the pack like it feels like a haven. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. it really does. And um, being able to see the growth from. The first time I I was able to come up and then, you know, this last time I was able to come up, man, it's refreshing because, like I said, you know, you're one of those type of people. And I think that's why we connected instantly. Like you're one of those type of people that, you know, what I'm saying you recognize that you had a choice. You you see the barriers, you Mm -hmm. know, what I'm saying you see the barriers in everything that you do, but you still move out on you move out on something with a plan, you know, and and a vision. And, you know, seeing that vision come come to life, man, that's what keeps that's what keeps me going. You know what I'm saying? And that's what, like you said, Doski was able to inspire you to do that at PAG. Yeah. Like, that's what keeps the, the chain of inspiration going. And so, Absolutely, like, man. that's what it's all about, man. Hey, man, I uh, just wanted to take a break in the conversation to let you guys know about A3C. Um, this year is 2015, man. Um, the 11th year of A3C, I believe. And, and this is actually going to be my fourth year, I believe, um, in a row going. And, um, you know, just telling you guys about it. they're going to be here in Atlanta, one of the biggest festivals here in Atlanta, October 7th through the 11th, um, right here in the city. And you guys, I know that the tickets are on sale right now. So, look, you know, just for being a listen to this podcast, uh, we do have deals for you. If you want to save $15, all you got to do is do this. Go and buy the tickets, but there, there's a place to enter a promo code. Enter promo code A3C15 straight out the den. It's very simple. A3C15, S-T-R, the number 8, O-U-T-D-A-D-E-N. Once again, it's A3C15. 
the number one, the number five, S-T-R, the number eight, O-U-T-D-A-D-E-N. No worries. I will have that in the show notes. You guys can actually click on the link. It'll take you right to the buy page. You can put in that code and I'll put the code there for you. But yeah, man, it's a dope, very dope um, festival this year. There's plenty of artists that's already on the bill. Um, we got Saha is going to be there. Daylight Soul is going to be there. Um, you got... Uh, uh, Combat Jack is going to be there. Uh, Cypher Sounds and Rosenberg is going to be there. Um, the list goes on and on, man. Um, it, it's definitely currency will definitely be in the building. Um, you got uh, Beanie Siegel is going to be in the building. Currency. Um, Dame Dash is going to be there. So, look, it, there's a lot of people. Joe Budden is going to be there. A very interesting festival this year. Interesting, interesting lineup, excuse me. Um, so, you definitely want to be in the building. I'm going to be there. Uh, Ryan Leslie's going to be there. Rakim is going to be there. I mean, look, the names goes on and on. Scotty ATL will definitely be in the building. Um, so look, once again, if you want to be in the building and save a little money just for being a listener to this podcast, all you got to do is go there, buy the passes. You can go to a3cfestival.com, uh, slash passes. Um, but once you go there, all you got to do is type in the promo code A3C15 straight out the den that's str the number eight o-u-t-d-a-d-e-n you go there you're going to get 15 dollars off um it's just that simple save some money by being a listen to this podcast we'll appreciate it and i'm sure a3c appreciate it also now back to the show i'm a fan of of just you know being inspiration and and taking inspiration from other people and and paying it forward Mm -hmm. like the way that i look at it is this right the only way that I can, because I learned a long time ago that me physically, I can't be in making. Yeah. Like, I just, yeah. I, you know, I, I can't do it. I love my family down there. I go down there and I see family. But, you know, I always wanted to do what I'm doing. I always wanted to do that in making. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of like, I know for me that I had to get away to make a way. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's just that's just me personally. I knew the people that I grew up with, you know, uh, some of them got away. Some of them in jail. Some of them dead. I knew for mm-hmm. me that I couldn't stay down there. I had to get away. Super real. So, you know, for me, I was like, well, okay, everybody wants to be in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. So every opportunity that I get, if you moving and making and you really working and, and really trying to trying to make strides and, and, and really further your career, I'm going to say like, man, come up to Atlanta. Here's a platform. Mm-hmm. It, you know, I'm going to give you an opportunity to perform. And if we got time, we're going to record a podcast. Yeah. And if you're here on Monday nights and we got a clear schedule, you're going to be on the Good Hennessy Show. Yeah. Like, I'm trying to do that stuff because I know how it is to be in a city to where people think you can't make it from. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's just real. Like, it ain't a lot of people that made it out of making, man, that that can say they really made it out of making. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and, and my thing is, it's like, dude, we can make it up out of there. Yeah, like, we really can. You yeah. know, it's just like we just got to go for it and do it. Um, that you know, I I just want to touch on something real quick. Yeah, that's what I I just had a performance the other day for uh, some fourth and fifth graders. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, the day before I came up to um, Atlanta for the show at the Pag Lounge, I went over to Bruce Elementary School in on the south side of Macon. Yeah, and I performed for the fourth and fifth graders and. You know, they wanted, they had a perfect attendance rally and they wanted to get, thought it'd be cool to have a rapper come yeah, up, you yeah, know, yeah. and uh, and perform for the kids. But, um, you know, the first thing that I told them was that, you know, I started off my, my performance by asking them, you know, how many people ever heard of New York City? You know, how many people ever heard of Los Angeles, California? How many people ever heard of Canada? And then, you know, 
I asked them how many people been to those places. You know, these are fourth and fifth graders. Like I don't, I don't expect them to have have gone. Yeah. But what I do expect them to have is that mentality that a lot of people in making have that they can't go to those places. You know, and so I started off asking them that, and then when I saw the amount of hands of people who've heard of that those places, and then the hands drop when they've been to those places, and then I let them know, you know, that you're at the age now where you have dreams and you might have places you want to go and things that you want to do. And just like you, I've had those dreams as well, but I haven't had let the mentality of a lot of people around me keep me from thinking that it's possible. And I, I had a little help. Like, I'm not going to lie. I've definitely had help because I'm not, I wasn't born in Macon. So, you know, I can't completely relate to what a lot of people go through. You know, there's a lot of people in Macon who, who haven't been outside Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? Like Atlanta's a trip. You know what I'm saying? Like Atlanta is a trip like, for them. Like- you so telling the truth. Like, I know people haven't left the neighborhood, bro. Yeah, like, and I'm yeah. Like, How? Yeah. So me, you know, me being born on the West Coast and being around family who've traveled and being able to go places, I never had that mentality. But being in making and being around people with that mentality, you know, I can see both sides mm-hmm. and be able to to be able to tell them, like, yo, it's possible. You know what I'm saying? And I showed them, you know, I had my album. Like, I had a dream, and I, I made, you know, at least part of that dream a reality. I, I, I saw this album in my hand, and now I have it in my hand. And, you know, that's powerful. And so I told them, you know, this album's the reason why I was able to go up to New York City. This album's the reason why, you know, I, I went to Los Angeles, California, and performed. I've been up to Canada because I made this happen. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. And I did this out of making. You know, I went to school here in making, And then, you know, I told them that I finished school here in Macon, you know, and that pretty much that foundation of education along with writing down what your goals are and writing down what you want to do and making it tangible is, you know, is what makes things happen. And so, you know, like I say all that to say, you know, I told those fourth and fifth graders that, you know, like break that mentality now, you know what I'm saying? You see me, I I, I went to Bruce, you know what I'm saying? And I've been to these places. So break that mentality, you know what I'm saying? Because it's not a lot of people who who are telling them that because it's not a lot of people doing it. So, you know, if you are doing it, you have to, you know, even if you leave, you have to leave with the intent to come back and let people know, like, yo, I left and this is how I was able to leave. Like, you can do it. You know, there's some people who do leave and don't ever give back, but, you know, it's got to be that, you know, you got to understand that, yeah, I have to leave to make this happen. But in order for more people to understand that and more people to do it, I have to come back and give back, you know what I'm saying? And they're going to do the same thing because they saw you do it, Mm -hmm. you know, so. You're absolutely right, man. And that's that's really what it's about. It's kind of like paying it forward. Um, you, you create those opportunities, and, mm-hmm. and then you show the people that, like, hey, the, the the right thing to do is for you to find an opportunity to create and pay it forward also. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Kind of keep that cycle going, man, because like you said, you know, if it wasn't for my parents, like, I was born here in Atlanta, right? But I... I'm I'm from Macon. Yeah. Like I went to kindergarten and I graduated <laughs> from Central High School. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So like I'm I'm from Macon. Yeah. And so if it wasn't for my parents like constantly bringing me up the road, taking trips every year, going yeah. out, you know, yeah. It gave me I never thought that I wouldn't be able to leave Macon. Like that never crossed my mind. Like in my head I was like I'm getting up out of here. Yeah. Like I'm going to school. Mhm. If that's my my way to get up out of here, I'm going to school so I can get out. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like because you don't realize how rough a place is until you leave it and tell other people. <laughs> like I never knew the the stigma and the you know the the gray cloud that Macon had over it until I came to I went to Georgia State. Yeah. 
And I would tell people like, you know, people ask me, hey, man, where you from? I'm from Macon. And they look at you like, yeah. oh, yeah, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I love like, what, what you know, because in my head, I'm like, man, I'm from Macon. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I didn't have it rough. I, I, you know, I grew up around gang culture. Yeah. Dibble and dabble with gang culture. And like, I, I know all of those people that did all of those things. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? But for me, it was like, whatever, I'm, you know. Mm-hmm. You don't realize until you leave. Exactly. And people like, yo, that's a rough place. Like people getting shot and stuff like that. I, you almost kind of get numb to it because it happens, and you kind of like, oh yeah, it happened, but only twenty people got killed here. Yeah. You know. And then people look at you like, how big is Megan? <laughs> oh, it's like a little under a hundred thousand. And then you're like, <laughs> bro, we had like thirty, and we got four million people here. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, like you know what I'm saying? Like when you. So yeah. doing it like that, you, yeah. you, you kind of think a little bit different. But I say all that to say, man, like, honestly, dude, like, you change starts with you. Yeah. And you got to be able to, you know, go back to, like we said at the beginning, like, seize those opportunities and and, and, and do whatever you got to do to get up out of a, a, a negative situation so you yeah. can better yourself. You can come and pull somebody back out of that negative situation. That's it right there. Um, I know we, we, we short on time. There's two things that I definitely want to do. I know we got to do vinyl conversations. That's number one. I definitely got to get you to do that. But number two, I want you to kind of just, um, in your own words, if you will, just kind of like that that roadmap or plan for somebody that's in the same situation, you know, maybe be in a small city and have big, you know, big city dreams. Like what, what advice would you give them, you know, to, um, further their career? Small city to big, that have big city dreams, yeah. man. Like the advice I would give is to just to move, you know what I'm saying? Like not, even if it's not moving permanently, like, stay busy you know stay moving and see as many see as many places and things as you possibly can because those experiences are what keep you fueled and what keep you motivated you know every time you know every time I go somewhere you know I'm the type of person that like I'm I try to be real present you know Mm -hmm. like and it's that it's that feeling that I get you know every time I go somewhere like I don't have to go I don't have to go to New York to be inspired you know what I'm saying like yeah New York is very inspiring for me but I can go I can go to Atlanta and I can even take it even further or even smaller than that you know if I have a show in you know what I'm saying 30 minutes away if I have a show 30 minutes away like I'm I'm being present the whole time and understanding like yo I'm moving and this is what you want to do you know you want to move so stay present and move you know what I'm saying and and recognize like that motion is gonna is gonna cause more motion, you know what I'm saying? Um, so, like that's that's really what keeps me going is is being in motion. When I feel stagnant, you know what I'm saying? It it leads to other thoughts and doubt and all this type of stuff. But when I'm in motion, man, I feel like I can conquer the world. So stay in motion, man. Like that's that's the biggest thing for me. Dope, dope, man. So uh, we we got the uh, the the project that's out. Is there something else you got coming in and um? soon i know you say you're working you're working yeah definitely working um so i mean i expect when it when when i'm ready to kick everything off like with these new records that i have like it's definitely gonna be it's gonna be you know a landslide of of motion you know so i'm just kind of right now just in the planning process and getting things together um but you know when when it pops off it's definitely I'm definitely gonna be full steam ahead with it. Man, he got a record, right? <laughs> <laughs> he sent me well, it was like maybe two or three days ago. Yeah. And uh I'm listening to it and I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah. This guy's on the right he's on the right path, man. Like, you know, uh, uh can we talk about that record? Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. What's what's the name of the record again for the people? Um 
and when can when will they get the opportunity to hear this record? Man. <laughs> <laughs> So the record's called Bottom of the Ninth. And yeah. um Explain that title too. Man, so I'm not, you know, I grew up, you know, playing baseball. You know, I played baseball when I was little, little league baseball. But um I'm not a huge baseball buff, but I know enough to know certain situations. Yeah. And um, you know, I know they're nine innings, top and bottom. And in the bottom of the ninth inning, when the game's close, the team, you know, has a chance to win or possibly lose the game. And so, um, you know, I you know, I go with my little brother out to soccer practice in Warner Robins, just, you know, work out why he's on the soccer field. And there's a little league baseball stadium on the back side of the soccer field. And so as I'm working out, I go run back there. You know, like okay. you can run you can run back there. There's nobody back there, but you can run back there. So it's me running up the bleachers and all of these things at this soccer I mean at this baseball stadium and it's empty and it's like it just gives me a serene feeling, you know, to be able to work out. You know, it's like it's like those Gatorade commercials, yeah. you know what I mean? Like you in the empty space putting in work but yeah, yeah. um so there's this humongous hill in the outfield and i just run up the hill you know what i'm saying and do a couple sets of that until i get tired and when i get tired you know the sun one particular day the sun was going down and i'm sitting up on this hill looking at the stadium and so i'm thinking about like all the pressure that i've you know felt over this last year because it's been a really a really rough year it's been a spiraling year for mm -hmm. me um ever since i came off you know the last couple tours and whatnot um, you know, the reason why I took the Greyhound up here is because, you know, I had transportation at one time. I hydroplane had to t I total my car mm -hmm. uh, a few months ago. You know, it's just been a really it's been a really weird time as far as trying to figure things out. It's been a lot of barriers. But um, I'm sitting there reflecting on all the pressure that I felt because I went from a time when I made the album and it was, you know, I was touring and stuff. And now I'm at a point where I don't know what to do next. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's hard to figure out what's the next step to uh to continue the motion mm. and um so i'm sitting on the hill just reflecting and i'm like yo like this period of time like especially coming out of college like i graduated college already i got this degree that i'm not using <laughs> that you know what i'm saying i'm not using professionally yeah, yeah you know yeah, what i'm saying I got you. I got you. but um it's it's crunch time you know what i'm saying like and it's not, it's a feeling like, you know, you can either run away from that or, you know what I'm saying, like that fight or flight, you know what I'm saying, mm -hmm. that syndrome. You know, you can run away from it and be like, okay, maybe this is not what I need to do, you know what I'm saying, or you can fight and say, okay, it is it is crunch time, but, you know what I'm saying, there is pressure. Okay, let's step up to the plate, you know what yeah. I'm saying, and I'm looking at the field as I'm thinking these things, you know, and so I'm like, no longer am I at, you know, at the stage in college, like I was making beats and stuff, but it still kind of felt like a camp, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Like, ah, you know what I'm saying? I'm playing around with this, you know what I'm saying? This is fun, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, it's still fun, but at the same time, it's like, yo, I got to make this crack now, you know what I'm saying? So it's no longer, it's no longer the beginning of the game for me, you know what I'm saying? Like, we're more toward, you know, the eighth and the ninth inning now, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So like, in the bottom of the ninth inning, that's when you got to make it pop. You got to win the mm -hmm. game, you know what I'm saying? For me, winning the game is making this thing really happen, you know what I'm saying? And living the life that I envision myself living and so when you think about it in that context like I'm in the bottom of the ninth now you know what I'm saying it's no longer I'm not in college anymore I'm not in high school where this is just like I'm kind of fiddling with it I'm not yeah, yeah. not really that good enough like no I'm good enough yeah. you know what I'm saying so now let's make this happen it's the bottom of the ninth and so I'm thinking about that and I'm like first of all I'm like bottom of the ninth like that just has a ring to it mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying already you know and so um you know I'm thinking about certain records that kind of make me feel that grit and that just like like that that um what's the word that uh 
it's really that grit and that just just assurance like mm. and one what that comes to mind is um the return of simba i believe by j cole like i mean he he rapped on that straight through and every time i hear it i just you know like i can tell that he was ready you know yeah. what i'm saying and that's Absolutely. that's what i envision you know what i'm saying like in this bottom of the ninth like either you're ready or you're not ready and so Man, I just wanted to kind of have that same type of grit, that same type of grime. And, like, I didn't have a beat for it or anything then, but I'm just at the baseball field thinking of the concept. And so, uh, a couple of the fast forward a couple of days later, um, it was a particular day. Um, I was going through some things and I woke up early, really early in the morning. I was going through a period of time, like a couple, uh, not even a couple years ago, like a year ago, where I was waking up early every morning, meditating, starting my day off right. Even if I didn't have anything to do during the day, yeah. I'd still wake up at 5 a.m., get at least 20 minutes of meditation in, you know, work out a little bit, and then start my day, you know, keep that stream of productivity flowing. And so this particular day, I was like, let me just get up and meditate again. I got up at 6 a.m., did a little meditation. Um, I didn't work out, but instead I took my laptop out and just started playing around with some sound samples and and uh with some melodies and i came up with this this one this one melody and it was just like yo i can see this i can feel this like this feels like the bottom of the ninth you know and so uh i knew i had to get my hair cut because i wanted my hair cut before i came down to the show so uh you know went to the barbershop up the street and i got to the barbershop early because you know i can't remember what day it was but i knew it was going to be packed fast Mm -hmm. you know and uh, I, I wanted to be the first one there. So I got to the barbershop early. I'm sitting outside the barbershop on my laptop, you know mm. what I'm saying, as the barbers are getting there, and I'm working on the beat, you know. So I get inside the barbershop. I get my hair cut. Then I loop the beat down. I mix it down what I have. I don't have any type of drums or anything on it at the time. I just have, like, the melody and some other random elements. Yeah. Because I knew I had, from the barbershop, I needed to walk down to this spot downtown where I make music at. Mm-hmm. And so that's about, a, probably about a 40-minute walk away from the barbershop. Yeah. And so I'm like, I got this 40-minute walk. I can start thinking of what I want to say on this melody while I walk. So I mix it down in the barbershop, email it to myself. I have it on my phone. And the whole way I'm walking to the barbershop, I'm just, I'm rapping to it, <laughs> you know. And so I get, to the, um, I get to the spot where I make music at. I put the drums underneath it. When I put the drums underneath it, man. That was it. That was it right there. Like it, the track moves. You know what I'm saying. I can't wait for people to hear it because it moves. Like, and I know it's my fight song. Like everybody I've showed it to in Atlanta this weekend, they really believe in it, and like you know, they feel like it's a fight song. You know what I'm saying. It's the bottom of the ninth. Like, you can you can shy away from the pressure, or you can fight. Like this is this is me fighting. You know what I'm saying. So. Um, it took like it took me about the whole day to make it. Like the when I say the whole day, I was working on it all day long. Yeah. You know, and but uh, man, like it's probably gonna be the first thing that people hear from the new stuff, and it's that's that's what time it is. Like it's the bottom of the ninth. You know, what I'm saying I came up here to Atlanta and performed at the Pag Lounge, and I met a lot of other people, like minded people. You know, what I'm saying like I can see that it's the bottom of the ninth for them as well. You know, what I'm saying like it's time to make it happen, and so man like this record's timely so i don't know when it's gonna come out because it has to have it you know what i'm saying it has to come out right you know what i'm saying yeah. like we're we're not in the age where you know uh you know what i'm saying like you can't just be facebook marketing you know what i'm saying no, you can't no, just be no, you no. know uh, family and friends marketing you know like i want people to hear this you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying and so you know that requires some type of plan and strategy which you can't overlook in today's in today's landscape like you have to have a strategy you know what i mean yeah, like absolutely even, even if the plan doesn't work, you know what I mean? If you have a plan, yeah, you can't just be shooting at, at no target. So got to get the plan together and uh, 
once that once that's together, man, the people are gonna hear it, and it's I man, I believe in it, and so I'm excited about it. That's dope, man. Well, look, man. Um, I was gonna do vinyl conversations, man, but bro, we we really running, pushing on time, and okay. I don't I don't want to do that. But uh, what I what I would like if you could um just give us a few bars, man. Um, freestyle or written, um, just you know give give the people something. You know what okay. I mean? Okay. What are we doing this acapella? Yeah, yeah. Unless you just want me to pick a random vinyl for you and throw something off. <laughs> Ooh. You got a beat? Oh, do you have a beat? Ah, if you got a beat on your phone, we can. I can definitely go do that now. Let's see. What type of joints you got on there? You could just play me something. That's cool. Um, let's see. Here's what we'll do. All right. We will. We will do a um, a impromptu uh, vinyl conversations. So I'm going to randomly pick a record. Normally I would have you pick a record, mm-hmm. uh, pick three records and tell me a story. I'm going to randomly pick a record. I'm going to throw it on a record player and then you just freestyle or give me written from whatever you hear. How about that? Okay. All right. So we're going to go with you know something? I'm going to be <laughs> I'm going to be generous. I'm going to be very generous. I'm going to be generous. Let's see what we got. Do we have some instrumental on here? I don't know if we got an instrumental on here. <laughs> I'm gonna be generous though. Wait, you got an instrumental vinyl? I think I think it's an instrumental on here. It may or may not be. Uh no. It's not, but <laughs> we're gonna make it work. How about that? Sounds good. Okay, we're gonna get in like this. Yeah, I'm the one to make it right. I'm the one to make it right. I've been talking about this life. I'm a menace on the mic, and I'm trying not to rush. I get these thoughts too much. I'm over time when I'm on my grind. I ain't trying to end up stuck. So every time I'm rapping, I don't gotta use the same flow. Pro up on the track, so I had to switch the angle. Rap game flame though. I'ma light it up. That's the key to making paper. Like I had to type it up. Okay, I'm back on it like I never left. Took some time to let it manifest. Never ever would I change up. Got my weight up and I ain't have to flex. They wanna know where the place I rep and I'm so direct. So direct, like keep straight, then bust the right. When you hit the light, then hang a left. That's my town, my stumping grounds. Want the crown and hunt it down. Got the swag like young jock. When I come to rock, it's going down. Like yeah, it's going down. Feels good to be popping. They want the swag and we got it. Ain't no point in even stopping now. Uh, ain't no point in even stopping now. Yeah. Yeah. I'ma let that fade out. That joint got some groove to it. That's some that's some old school cast, man. That's some old school cast. This is um that was players ball. That's like one of the first records that got some national attention, I'll say. Players ball. Um it was off of like a LaFace made a, a Christmas album. Yeah. Back in the day. I mean, they ended up putting it on Southern Playlist of Cadillac Music. But that what I played you was like an extended version. So it was slightly different than how the the original version went. Um but yeah, man. 
Bro, I appreciate you, man. We got to get out of here. Yeah. We uh we got to get you to the station, man. But look, um, thank you. Thank you, man. You know, for everything. All good, yeah. bro. It's, it, it's it's a mutual thanks, like for real. Um, uh, how can the people connect with you? How can they reach you? Social media, all of that stuff. Man, social media is Sabir Official on everything. Twitter, Instagram. Um, so it's S A B I R, official. O F F I C I A L. Um, you can link with me on YouTube, Sabir Official, as well, uh, to see the music videos. As well as, man, you can even hit me up directly on Facebook, Sabir Muhammad, M-U-H-A-M-M-A-D. You know, I'm I'm very available, you know, so um, I'm ready to connect, man. So if anybody wants to hear more, wants to know more, just hit me up. Dope, man. Well, look, man, this is a Straight Out the Damn podcast. Um, subscribe on iTunes, man. That's all, I, all I'm going to say. Subscribe on iTunes. Um, you know it's worth it. And, and after hearing this conversation, you'll definitely know it's worth it. Yeah. Um, and like I always say, man, look, oh, you can follow me on Twitter at Straight Out the Den. Um, you can follow me actually on everything social media at Straight Out the Den, S T R, the number eight, O U T D A D E N. And I'm um, like I always say, man, if you have a dream, pray on that dream, research that dream, and work until that dream becomes a reality. And with that being said, I'm Jay Good at Straight Out the Den. He's Siber. We're out.